There's a word from the Lord. 52 weeks. Last Sunday, 2019. And just to get on the devil's nerve, look at somebody and say, I'm still here. To those of you who should have lost your mind, some of you, I walked through some tragic situations with you. Ooh. To those of you, the enemy tried to steal your joy. Y'all have to give me time. I'm going to make up for last Sunday not preaching. I feel like preaching today. Amen. Ooh. I don't know about you. But there aren't too many things that I brag on. But one thing I do brag on, the Lord God Jehovah, my God. Thanks be unto God. Give God a hand for blessing you. Uh, emotional pitfalls is the serious. This is the tenth and final message in this series. The last sermon for the year 2019. The text is found in a powerful Old Testament reference in the book of Habakkuk, prophet Habakkuk. Amen. Thank God for technology because y'all don't have to find it. I'm going to put it on the board for you. Amen. The book of Habakkuk. You ain't got to play deep. Amen. We just real. Amen. Chapter 1 verses 1 through 5 the New Living Translation. Hear this word. This is the message that the prophet Habakkuk received in a vision. The King James says this is the burden that the prophet Habakkuk did see. Verse 2, New Living Translation. How long, O Lord, must I call for help? but you do not listen. Violence is everywhere. <laughs> I cry, but you do not come to save. Must I forever see these evil deeds? Why must I watch all this misery? <laughs> Wherever I look, I see destruction, and violence. I am surrounded by people who love to argue and fight. A backer must have lived in 2019, right? <laughs> I am surrounded by people who love to argue and fight. The law has become paralyzed. And there is no justice in the courts. The wicked far outnumber the righteous so that justice has become perverted. <laughs> and here is the Lord's answer. The Lord replied to the prophet Habakkuk and said, look around at the nations. Look and be amazed Listen to this. Ooh, I feel this one. I, th this is for somebody up in here this morning. For I am doing something in your day. Somebody shout something 
you wouldn't believe even if someone told you about it. And the church said, amen. 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 Reach over and catch someone by the hand. The series, once again, is Emotional Pitfalls. This is the 10th and final message. Amen. Squeeze those hands. Look at somebody and say, don't lose faith in God. Now, now, before you sit down, just look behind you and say, don't you lose your faith in God. Clap those hands and take your seat. Amen. Amen. Don't lose faith in God. Listen, on New Year's Eve, 2018, the last day of last year as we were preparing to enter into the new year of 2019, we introduce to you our theme for 2019. The theme is and was introduced at that time as walking by faith. Walking by faith. The scripture reference was 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7, in which the Apostle Paul writes, For we walk by faith, not by sight. <laughs> For we walk by faith and not by sight. It was stated in the first message of the year, first Sunday in January of this year, we stated that this would be a year in which we would be guided by our faith. Somebody help me say faith. And not by things that may appear or how we feel. It was a challenge that we all took Lord, help me to live 2019 by faith. Some of you did not know it at the time. How much you would need that in your life. Because since January of 2019, there have been heartaches, sadness, disappointments, times that literally broke our hearts. But we remembered <laughs> that we were walking not by how we feel or what we see, but by faith. <laughs> I'm talking to somebody. How many of you have been on this faith journey with us all of 2019? Listen, we began the year with the first series that we preached consisted of four messages, and that series was titled Acts of Faith. <laughs> Let go, stand still, get up, and leave the boat. Our second series <laughs> consisted of eight sermons from the subject by faith. Eight sermons by faith. We put it up on the board for you to see it. And then the third series of this year of 20, 
19. Third series was seven messages that were simply called faith under fire. <laughs> How many of you knew that your faith was tried in 2019? Okay, this is the last Sunday. We don't have to look deep. We don't have to pretend this Sunday. Let it all hang out. <laughs> look at somebody and say, it's been rough. Some of us had some tough times. We've gone through difficult times. Woo. We've had Job's testimony that though he slayed me, <laughs> yet do I trust him. And then on the first Sunday in October this year, we introduce this current series, our last series for 2019, Emotional Pitfalls. Uh, we began with the first message that simply says, don't worry about it. Summer number nine, two weeks ago, simply said, don't lose focus. Throughout this final series, we have talked about not allowing, listen to this, not allowing our emotions to become obstacles or pitfalls that hinder our ability to walk by faith. <laughs> we declare to the enemy that it doesn't matter what we're going through. We're not going to allow what we're going through to impact our faith walk. Some of you have been through a lot. You like an old Timex watch. Young people don't know anything about that. But there was an expression years ago says you take a licking, keep on ticking. Anybody in here know you're still ticking? Maybe a little wounded, bruised, disappointed, but I'm still here. I just, I just need a, just a handful of folk to... Just, just those that just feel the urge and just leap up one time say, I'm still here. Yeah. Hasn't been easy, but I'm still here. We've decided that our life is not going to be hindered by the things we go through. And now on this last Sunday, in 2019. This last message in this series, God is challenging us as faith walkers not to lose faith in God. Regardless of what we are going through, regardless of what is going on around us, regardless of our current situation, who am I preaching to? You must hold on to your faith in God. You can cry, but dry up your tears. Because weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I, I know some of your testimonies. I've seen what you've been through this year. And you have encouraged me because I, I, I know how difficult it is. But I know 
that God still gets the glory. Some of you have to force yourself out of the bed. Force yourself out of the house. Some of you got to force yourself to raise your hands to give God the praise. Because the enemy looks at you and the enemy says, after the things you've been through, you ought not be able to praise God at any time. But you told the devil, watch me. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall always be in my mouth. Is there anybody in here who ever had to praise your way through something just in 2019? Now, if this doesn't apply to you, then you just wait until next year. Maybe you have a testimony. But some of us got a testimony this year, this week, this day that God's been good to me. And if it had not been for the Lord, whew, that was on my side. How do you lose two sisters in one week, Mother Lumpkin, and still praise God? How does a mother bury a son and still praise God? How does a young 37-year-old mother struggling with cancer right now that I ministered to on Christmas Eve night still says, Pastor, although I'm in hospice, I still trust God. Because if I leave this place, God's got something better for me. Y'all excuse me. Y'all may not think that deserves a praise, but somebody ought to put a praise over what God... Look at somebody and say, it hasn't been easy. But I trust him. Hasn't been easy, but I still have my praise. Hasn't been easy, but I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise. Just on yesterday, my mother and my brothers and I attended a funeral of my mom's childhood friend. A mother who was raising her uh, daughter with a serious disability. My heart was broken. The daughter was in a wheelchair. When they opened the casket, she just leaned over in the wheelchair. And I wondered myself, how is she now going to make it? Her caregiver is no longer there. But God reminded me, God said, dry up your tears, son. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Then I left there, I got in my car, and a song came on the radio, he's a way maker. Somebody got to help me put it in the atmosphere. You don't know who you're encouraging, but look at somebody sitting next to you and just wave at him and say, he's a way maker. Y'all excuse us, I, I feel the anointing. Anybody know that you serve a way maker? Can God make a way? Has God made a way? Will God make a way? 
Sometimes you got to put a praise on credit. Sometimes you got to put a praise in advance and thank God for what God is about to do. Don't know how, but you did it. Don't know why, but you did it. He did it. Do me a favor. Leave your seat. Touch somebody. Say he did it. He did it. He is doing. The truth is, perhaps we all have at times found ourselves with our heads in our hands as we wondered, where was God when I really needed him? Can I just be transparent with you? Perhaps we all have been there in which we found ourselves a little angry at God. Where were you when I needed you? Or maybe we found ourselves distraught as we witnessed the craziness that's going on in this world while asking the rhetorical question of God, where are you? Why would you allow all of this foolishness to go on. Why did he lose his job? Why did she get sick? Why did he die? And crack pushers and people that don't go to nobody's church and folk that swear and disown God seems to be walking around in perfect health. Can I just keep it real? Times in which our faith in God is challenged. Here's what God said to me. And God says, if we're not careful, the enemy will use the emotions of how we feel about what we're going through to negatively impact our faith in God we may find ourselves not only questioning God, but if we are not careful, we would find ourselves walking away from God, losing faith in the promises of God. There's some folk home this Sunday morning because they're mad at God. There's some folk refuse to worship anymore. Because God did not answer their prayers. There's some folk who think that God has let them down. But I've got a message 
for everybody under the sound of my voice. Whether you're listening by way of internet, by way of radio, sitting in this worship center, or you are downloading it on demand. I've got a word for you. God is still good all the time. Somebody ought to help me say amen. I've got a message for you. You're not the only one who's been through something. For so many times we want to have pity parties. We think that God, you've let me down. But God said there are a whole lot of folk whose prayers I did not answer to that respect. Because if God answered everybody's prayer who was sick, nobody would die. My father would still be alive today because nobody prayed as hard as my mother. Nobody prayed like we prayed. But God says, son, there's something better than this earth. Because when this earthly house of this tabernacle is dissolved, I've got a building of God, a house not made by hand. Somebody say, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Is there anybody that's still trusting God despite your heartaches? Despite your economic hardships, despite what you are going through, uh, folk will look at you and you know the truth of the matter is you really don't look like what you've been through. Because some of you still have joy despite the fact that 2019 has been a very difficult and rough time. Some of you, it's been the worst year perhaps of your life but I stopped by to serve notice on you that God still got a blessing with your name on it and if you can learn to praise God in a time like this whew, can anybody learn to bless God in a time like anybody can praise God when you're on top of the mountain anybody can praise God when your body is well and your bank account is full and when your car is full of gas and you got no problems at home but can you praise God when demons eat at your table demons work with you on your job sickness has racked your body you don't know how you're gonna make it but God is still good you've got about 20 seconds to give somebody help me praise him Woo! in the sacred text it's found in the prophetic writings of the book of Habakkuk <laughs> this powerful testimony of a prophet named Habakkuk who found himself <laughs> in a very unstable situation Habakkuk lived during a very difficult time for the nation of Judah Babylonians were on the rise uh, the Assyrians had been there, and folk in Nineveh had been defeated, and, 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 and the nation of Judah was, was on the verge of being overran by this enemies. Habakkuk used his poetic gift to write this very short book of only three chapters, but it is so powerful. 
In fact, verse number one, the King James Version puts it this way, and the burden that the prophet Habakkuk did see. Habakkuk used words to describe his situation, words such as violence, strife, injustice, destruction, conflict. In other words, uh, there was a sense of despair for those like the prophet Habakkuk who tried to live a godly, righteous life. They looked around and they saw other people that were not righteous or godly seem as if they're doing better than those who walk with God. Do you ever, you ever process that? Come on, we, we are human. There, sometimes we ask God, why, why me, Lord? Why I, I see other folk, they don't go to church, they don't worship God, and they seem to be all right, but God says, just hold on. Many, many of them, the folk that Habakkuk was ministering to were on the verge of losing their faith. Ooh. So Habakkuk entered into a dialogue with God. Not only did he represent how he was feeling, but the feelings and the frustrations of many others who, listen to this, who felt in their heart that God was M-I-A, missing in action. <laughs> Can I just be real? How many of us have been at times just felt like God was missing in action? And here is the enemy in your ear telling you, can you still trust this God? Can you still believe that God is a healer and a deliverer? He didn't do it for you then. What makes you think he will ever do it again? And so sometimes our faith is tested because we, 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 are, we are living in this entitlement society in which we think God owes us something. Preach Pastor Jackson. We, 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 we treat God as a sugar daddy or Santa Claus as if, you know, all I got to do is call his name and God will drop down blessings. Well, what if you wake up one morning and you have to struggle? Is he still worthy of your praise? What if you wake up one morning and the knee hurts and the back hurts and the head hurts and you can barely get out of the bed and cousin arthritis is all on you. If you're young, just wait a few more years. And, 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 but can you still praise God? What happens when God doesn't give you exactly what you asked for. I need to preach this because we're living in a dangerous time. We're living in a time where preachers just to get people in the seats pass out candy and make you feel good and tell you if you come over here you'll get your miracle and, and if you let me lay hands on you then God will heal you and when, and when you try it and it doesn't work you lose faith in God but faith in God is trusting him even when you can't feel him trusting him when you don't know how you're going to make is there anybody in here had to keep your faith even when things did not go your way who am I preaching to somebody just wave your hand in the atmosphere had to hold on to your faith 
Habakkuk created this dialogue. Three chapters full of questions. In fact, there are four major questions found in the book of Habakkuk. Two of them begin with the words, how long? And two begin with the words, why? In other words, he just wanted to know, Lord, what are you up to? How long would we have to go through this? How long am I going to have to feel this way? Then he began to ask the questions, why? One of those why questions is found in the third verse in our text. The third verse in our text, Habakkuk asks this question. In the middle of that verse, he says, why must I watch all this misery? Ooh, y'all listen to this. Lord, why do I have to put up with all of this misery? How many of you have been that way in which you say, Lord, why, why am I going through what I'm going through? I pray, I pay my tithe, I, I do what I try to do, but yet I'm suffering and I'm struggling with misery and folks still treat me bad and I'm seeing all of this around me and the enemy comes to you and say, don't you believe in God? Don't you hold on to your faith? Ah, but ah, before you are about to give up your faith, God sends a rhema word. Somebody ought to thank God. That's why you need to come to church on Sundays and Tuesdays because you need the word in you. When your back is against the wall, you can't just put a praise on it. You've got to have a word to go with your praise. Some of you know more gospel songs than holy scriptures. Preach, Pastor. You ought to have at least a few words, few scriptures that you can hold on to. You ought to have some word in you to know, and my God shall do exceedingly abundantly more than we can even ask, and all things are possible if you believe. You ought to believe something that God says to you, that God will say to you, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard. Look at somebody and say, you need his word. You need his word. Let me tell you something. You need more word than we put our faces in our phones more than our eyes in our Bibles. And so God says, just read your Bible. Look at, I'm still God. I'm still good. I still look out for you. But here's what God says to her back, and I want to get to this and I'll be done. Verse number five is powerful. So Habakkuk asked these series of questions. How long? Why God? And God responded, now, Take note, God doesn't have to respond. God, can, can I tell you something? Y'all help me preach this. Look at somebody say, God doesn't owe you an explanation. If God chooses not to say a word to you, if God chooses not to explain himself to you, that's fine. Because he is God all by himself. He doesn't need anyone else. God doesn't have to respond. God doesn't owe us an explanation. But he does. And he says this in verse number five of the text. He says, look and be amazed. Look around you, Habakkuk. Look at all the nations. Look and be amazed. And this is the part of, for I am doing something 
in your day, something you want and would not believe, even if someone told you about it. Three things. I want to share these three takeaways from God's response. Number one is this. We will be shocked and amazed. Listen, catch somebody by the hand and look at somebody and say, when you stop complaining and take time to look around and actually see what the Lord is. The reason why some of us can't see what God is doing is because we're complaining too much. But when you stop complaining and you say, who woke me up this morning? Here it is, the last Sunday in 2019 and you haven't lost your mind. God is up to something. Here it is, all the haters tried to destroy you and you still have joy. God is up to something. Here it is, you can still put food on your table, clothes on your back. God is up to somebody ought to know that God is doing something. And so Habakkuk says, first thing we ought to do is that we will be shocked and amazed when we stop complaining and take the time to look around. Do me a favor when you go home today, all day tomorrow and Tuesday before the year is just do an assessment of the things God has done this year that only God could have done in your life. And if you don't have anything to take an assessment, call me. I've got a whole list of things. Can anybody just look and see what God, in, in fact, lift those hands right now and say, Lord, I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you. Ooh, I just want to say, I just want to thank God because when I think of the goodness of God and all he's done for every now and then we've got to stop complaining and just look around can can somebody just hit the pause button and just look around and see what God has done the sun still rises in the east sets in the west God still is good you still breathing God air you still eat God's food somebody ought to give God a praise for what God is doing you've got 10 seconds to put your best Look at somebody and say, look around. Take notice of what God is doing. Woo. Second thing take away from God's answer to Habakkuk in verse number five is this. And I love this one. Y'all got to help me preach this one. Look at somebody and say, the Lord is doing something right now. <laughs> now shake your head like you mean it. Like, oh, say, God is doing something right now in your own day. How many of you know God is doing something right now? He's working a work right now. You don't have to see it to believe that God is doing something. Somebody say, right now. Right, if you know the Lord is keeping you right now, you ought to give God a praise. God is keeping the hands of the enemy back. Some of you, we, God keeps us from danger seen and unseen. 
things that we don't even know about God is doing, right? While we're sitting up in church, God is dealing with your enemies right now. There are things that the enemy sent to destroy you, and God has blocked some things. He doesn't even have to tell you about it, but God, somebody know that God is doing something right now. I need somebody just to shout right now. Who am I preaching to? Is there anybody in the house believe that God's doing something right now? See, because when you realize that God is doing it right now, it changes your attitude. It makes you praise God right now because God is blessing you right now. Right now. Right now. Somebody say right now. Somebody say right now. Look at somebody say God is good right now. Say God is blessing me right now. You don't have to see it, but God is blessing me right now. God has kept me in perfect peace right now. If you knew my story, you would understand my testimony. Somebody ought to give God a right now praise for what God is doing right now. Put a praise on it. Put a praise. Somebody say right now. Right now. Right now. When you go to work tomorrow, God would have already worked it out. God is working out your situation at your house right now. It may not look like it, but God is doing it right. Y'all excuse me. Somebody ought to put a praise on what God is doing. Cross the aisles. Touch somebody and say, neighbor, God is doing it. Number three. Number three. Number two is he's doing it when? When you go home tonight, God is doing it when? Hashtag right now. Just go put it on your social media. Folks say, what does that mean? Say, I don't even have time to explain it. But trust me, right now, God is good right now. Woo, number three. Number three is this. Listen, what the Lord is doing right now is so remarkable that it may be hard for you to believe even if somebody 
told you about it. So I'm going to try something. Look at somebody and say, you're blessed and highly favored. Look at somebody and say, you are a lender and not a barrier. Look at somebody and say, I see blessings all over you. Somebody say, me? Tell them, yes, you. Say, God's doing something in your life. You may not even see it until this time next year. But get ready, get ready, get, get ready, get ready for what God is about to do. That's right, that's right, that's right. Thank you, musician. Stand to your feet wherever you are. Come on. Do me a favor. Get close to somebody. Testify to somebody. Say, get ready. Next year is going to be the greatest year in somebody's life. God, God is up to something. God is up to something. God is up. God is up. Wave those hands in the air. Meet me at the altar and tell the Lord thank you. Tell God I still trust you. I still trust you. I will not lose faith. I will not lose faith. faith walkers all of faith walkers any faith walkers in here get ready get ready get ready get ready tell somebody get ready get ready on this last Sunday in 2019, we are declaring and decreeing that God is up to something. Woo! Lord, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. something with you that's powerful there, there are two powerful scriptures 
that the book of Habakkuk ends with. Chapter 2 and verse 4, he says, New King James Version, and the just shall live by his faith. Look at somebody say, I'm living by faith. And then go with us upstairs to chapter 3, verses 17, 18, and 19, the New Living Translation. I need to show you something because we still have to praise God. Habakkuk chapter 3, verses 17 through 19, the New Living Translation. God sends a message. The prophet Habakkuk wanted to serve notice on all of his critics that even though I'm going through some difficult times, I still will rejoice in the Lord my God. Woo. Anybody, let me show it to you. He says this, Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17. He says, even though woo, the fig trees have not blossomed. Y'all get it upstairs from me when you can. Even though the fig trees have not blossomed. And there are no grapes on the vine. Even though the olive crop fails and the field yields lie empty and buried. Look at what it says, verse number 18. He says this, God. He said, even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty. Look at this. Listen to what it says. Yet. chapter 3. Thank you upstairs. I did not give you a warning, but thank you because Habakkuk writes this powerful word. Even though the barns are empty, this is so important for somebody to hear this. Even though things have not gone your way in 2019, yet I will rejoice. Woo! Good God. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord my God even though I buried my son even though you buried your daughter 
even though you've lost your job yet I will rejoice in the Lord our God look at somebody and say I'll trust him listen Richard Smallwood writes this powerful song from God's perspective notice this song is written from God's perspective God through the lyrics of this song is speaking to us I will be with you I will be with you if you will only trust in me who is God speaking to right now I'm hearing God say to us trust me trust me I'll never leave you I'll never leave you if you will only trust me somebody lift those hands as God speaks to you God says to you right now trust me trust me I'll fight your battle (laughs) thank you Lord I'll fight your battle if you will only trust me (laughs) trust me God says trust me for I am that I am I have all power I will deliver if you will only trust me ah trust me come on quiet oh yeah yeah everybody I need you to lift those hands as if God is speaking to you. I will. speaking to you right now I don't know what you're going through but somebody's going through something come on God God's got a word for you he said I'll I'll never leave you God said he'll never leave you That's my testimony, God said. 
encourage somebody standing next to you. Tell them God will fight your battle. If you things don't go your way, even when your heart has been broken, even when perhaps your prayer was not granted, don't lose faith in God. You still have to trust Him. When you can't trace Him, when you can't hear from Him, you still have to trust them. <laughs> Faith is the confidence of things that are not seen. Evidence of things that are not seen. Confidence in things that no one else would have confidence in. Trust God. <laughs> Encourage someone next to you and say, trust God. It begins with your relationship with God. What I've discovered is that you can't trust where there is no relationship. Listen, I, I remember I learned this lesson. In fact, somebody told me to do this. It says, here's a lesson in trust. My sons were really small at the time. And they would get up on the couch or on a chair. And I would walk in and say, jump, I'll catch you. They won't even think about it, they'll jump. Somebody else they did not know says, jump. They look around at me and says, daddy, should I jump? 
The difference was you had faith where there was a relationship. Ooh. Where there's no relationship, you'll never get off first base. You'll never jump. You'll never be where you are to be. But where there's a relationship, I can trust you. No cattle in the barn, no olive in the field, but yet I will rejoice in the Lord, my God. Look at somebody and say, trust him. Ooh, don't lose faith. Close those eyes. And after this prayer, perhaps there is someone here this morning, this afternoon now. Ooh, you're not comfortable where you are with your relationship. You want to commit to something greater than who you are, your career, and other things. You want to make a commitment to God this day. If you would like to join the church, if you would like to, even more importantly than joining the church, make that public declaration that, Lord, I commit my life to you. Then you remain standing, and we'll meet you at the altar. If you want to see one of the elders in the back, you can do it that way. But take that stand and watch God. Eternal Father, we thank you. God, we bless you. For as we end this year, our final message this year of 2019 simply says to us, don't lose faith in God. May not have gone the way we desired it this year. Sometimes we've struggled, but we still have faith. <laughs> we still trust you. <laughs> when we can't feel you, we trust you. <laughs> when we don't see things working out, but we walk by faith, not by sight. And we say thank you. I thank you for those that are viewing by way of internet right now. Somebody you are about to turn this situation around because they are about to take this faith journey. Thank you, Lord, for what eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. And we give you the honor, we give you the praise, we give you the glory. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. Put your arms around somebody and say, don't lose faith in God. Trust him. If you're here, you want to make that commitment. This is your day. This is your Sunday. You don't have to be perfect. Just come right now. If you hear it, anyone that here I am, Lord, trust me. Wherever you are, take that faith walk. Take that faith walk if you're here. I will. God's calling you wherever you are. Trust. Lift 
those hands and say, trust me. Come on, God's calling you. Is there somebody that needs God to turn your situation around? God say, trust me. Thank you, Lord. If God's calling you, that's right. That's right. those hands give God a hand of praise as you stand for the benediction don't lose faith in God God's doing something when is he doing it look at somebody and say right now <laughs> God's doing something right now we want to invite you back Tuesday is very special let me tell you this said this at eight there are all kinds of ways you can celebrate the beginning of a new year the ending of an old year but what better way than to make time to say to god i thank you for 2019 and i thank you for what you're going to do in 2020. amen it's up to you it's listen famously hot columbia is going to be there I told the church this morning, if salt and pepper woke you up this morning, go be with them. <laughs> when your back is against the wall, if you can fall on your knees to salt and pepper, knock yourself out. But if God has been good to you, amen somebody. Can I try that again? If God has been good to you, amen. If God has been good to you, show up just to tell him thank you amen lift those hands all over this place lord we thank you for this year we thank you for this series we thank you for these messages now lord bless us as we transition to another year thank you for those who are viewed by way of internet all year long Listen by way of radio. Thank you for those who so faithfully been to these services and allow your word to impact their lives. <laughs> now we declare and decree that on this 29th day of December in the year 2019, we will not lose faith in you. We trust you, Lord, because you are doing something right now. Now may your grace and your mercy Walk with us and keep us as we leave this place until we meet again. And the church said, Amen. Amen. Look at somebody and say, Right now. <laughs> uh, God bless you. Thank you.